0: The Tribe Podcast Show is a production of Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, which is all about supporting you to start and build a thriving business. Tribe Podcast on OzPod Syndicate.
1: Season for performer, Sanya Jovanovic, is the founder of Talent Academy, has over 20 years experience on stage, on screen, as well as coaching and training speaker and leaders in Adelaide, sydney melbourne and china connect with her on facebook at talent academy AUS, or find her on linkedin and also as well check her website at talentacademy.com.au let's go to the show Welcome everybody
2: to this week's episode We really appreciate you joining us This podcast really shows us how we can all learn, live and thrive off of each other By sharing our knowledge through our conversations We will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further Here is your host
1: Hello Humanista, welcome to another episode of the TRIED podcast under Osborne Syndicate Welcome to the show, Sanya
2: Hello, everyone. And thank you so much for trying. I know it's a complicated name, but you did well. It is pronounced correctly, Sanya. All
1: right. Thank you so much for, for your time. The first thing I was thinking when I saw your name, I was thinking the Olympic swimmer from Croatia in 2004. I said, is this, is this the swimmer?
2: No, I wish, I wish. <laughs> it's actually quite common. I get asked whether I swim or whether I play tennis. They are the two famous Sanyas and I am neither of those, unfortunately.
1: <laughs> so what I did, I just Google it. So there's a Google. Ah, okay, nah. I thought it was you who's an um, Olympics swimmer from Croatia who is...
2: <laughs> no, I wish, I wish. I'm a very close neighbors with Croatia. I'm from Serbia.
1: Ah, oh, Serbia. Okay. So let's go back before... This, Because I know you are a public speaker, also teaching, also experience in stage and on screen. Before that, so what are you doing? How, how did you start it? So you said you're coming from Serbia?
2: Yes. So my family immigrated to Australia to give the kids a better life. And they definitely did that for sure. Australia is such a beautiful country and a land of opportunity. And so for me, that resulted in theatre. So I did end up in ballet and musical theatre for quite a few years. I lived on the stage, the stage was my home and uh, unfortunately I was injured. I couldn't perform physically anymore. I found a way to reinvent myself and took the leap from ballet to business.
1: On the ballet, how how did you start in ballet? Is that in 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 school or during primary or you really love to dance?
2: Well I actually pursued it as a career so I went to theatre schools and I was with an agency and and it was my idea that I would end up having a theatre career or a ballet career. I was hoping to get a scholarship to end up in the London Academy of Ballet uh, but that didn't happen because of injury unfortunately. I was dropped by a male dancer and I slipped Mm. a few discs so I've had to reinvent myself and know start from scratch so to speak but the opportunity to learn about the stage learn how to communicate English was not my first language so I had to find a way to learn how to communicate and so although that passion started at the age of three to dance socially it then became a career opportunity the older I got and I pursued it seriously after that.
1: So you're saying English is not your um, primary language, so it's a second language. How did you cope up with that? Now you are a training public speaker. So how did you t- do that?
2: Well, it means that I can relate to people who I speak to. I can relate to those people who are scared of networking, building a business or, or going for a job interview where English is their second language. I understand. I've been there And I still to this day, am translating things in my head every every moment so I can relate to those that I work with. But I did go to a couple of language classes and I learned English as a second language uh, at a young age. But learning English on a technical level is different to learning English on a colloquial level. And that came many years later as an adult. And I'm still learning today. But it means that I can relate to most people, especially immigrants.
0: Your podcast journey starts here. Take the first step on your side. Hustle with us. It starts with a great domain. Get your podcast web host with Beard & Coffee at www.beardandcoffee.com.au or find us at Facebook.
2: Well, my political candidacy or local government run for a seat in Adelaide City Council wasn't necessarily about pursuing a long-term political career as such. What it came down to is that I love Adelaide a lot. I think Adelaide's fantastic, and there's a reason that I strategically placed myself here. Rather than basing my business in Sydney or Melbourne or going overseas, I live here on purpose, and I wanted to support the city that I love. And so I've realised that I could be a lot more hands-on in that rather than uh, sitting back and and complaining about issues. I could actually be part of the change that I want to see.
1: Is that because of that candidate in Adelaide City Council you founded this talent academy or it's, it's
2: oh, part of talent your academy. Yeah. talent academy already existed so okay. i've been i've been founded for about five or six years now my business has been running for that long and during that time i found that i was building relationships with government uh, officials and, and departments quite easily one of which was at that stage the lord mayor of adelaide Uh, Martin Hazy. And we met on a government trade mission in China while I was doing some work in China, built some relationship from there, and he inspired me to support Adelaide and again, be part of the change I wanna see. So my business was already in full force and I thought that I wanted to take that step further and support Adelaide from within local government as well. And so that was the motivation behind it. And still, whether I'm in government or out of government, I will do anything to support Adelaide because I think it's a fantastic city to live in and also to do business.
1: So I see you're also uh, a PR ambassador as well on, on the team of KIT. So w- what is KIT?
2: Mm-hmm. So KIT International, formerly the Birthing Kit Foundation, has done incredible work packing and delivering clean birthing kits to developing countries so that Women and girls can have a safe and clean birth, but then it also means their livelihood for future is sound. So there's such an opportunity there to do more work. And so Kit International is just developing their presence and their brand to do more work in future. And that's part of the reason why I'm passionate to be part of their team and excited to give them some, some press and some media releases that will actually grow Kit International to have a global recognized presence.
1: Thank you so much. For, for our listener and for our audience as well. So, uh, one, of, one of my questions is that because you got your talent academy, you're a public speaker, you train people to speak. <laughs> so, yeah. w- what is the most critical skill? for a business owner to master order to be successful in in, in their their business?
2: Well, I think as far as business operations goes, always hire people smarter than you. I think a risk that people run is thinking that they have to do everything themselves or that they are the one with the expertise for the end-to-end processes actually collaborating with people who are smarter, being willing to let go of some processes and give it to other people, gives you the opportunity for growth. And so that's a big tip that I think for the small businesses trying to go from being a a one man band to being able to actually have team members and grow the business beyond themselves, it will take sacrifice, and some of that is even ego-related. The business isn't just you, so hire people smarter than yourself. And on the public speaking side, or at least presenting your business confidently, passion is key. Passion sells everything. So if you're passionate about what you do, make sure that shows.
1: Do you think that um, as an entrepreneur or business owner is going to start up, need a good or have have foundation in a public speaking, tell their story, their product?
2: Absolutely. And I've seen examples of this. No matter what you do, even if it's groundbreaking and world-changing, if you can't speak about it, if you can't present it, it's less likely to succeed. An example would be if you are a medical professional, perhaps a medical researcher or a PhD student.
0: This podcast is brought to you by OSPAD Syndicate powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency, with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcasts and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com.
2: Let's say, for example, you've just come up with a really innovative cure to cancer, or something, a major medical breakthrough. If you can't, speak to this effect confidently it's less likely that you'll get funding for research it's less likely that you'll get collaborators to take that research further so therefore something that could be world-changing does come down to your ability to present your research and findings effectively
1: do you get nervous when you're presenting
2: every time I've seen so many people say to me oh you must be a natural at this Not really, I, again, like I said earlier, English was not my first language. So there was a barrier there. And so I had to overcome that. Theater was a really good avenue. But to this day, of course I get nervous because I'm human. What I have learned to do is use my tools, manage the nerves and actually channel them and turn them into excitement.
1: So I have a so next question for me because a lot of business in the PR is too busy taking care of their business, taking care of their family. Do you believe in work-life balance? Does it exist? Can you define that for me?
2: It's a challenge that most people face and I face it as well, especially for a small business or an entrepreneur because, like I said earlier, if you're a one-man band, you do everything, right? You're everything from admin to marketing to the CEO to actually delivering the service as well. So finding a balance there as you're growing is challenging, absolutely. Especially if you're really excited about what you do, because that's that self perpetuating engine. You're fueled by passion, that fuels this motivation, and it's a cycle. So, The way that I'm currently breaking that cycle, because it's an everyday challenge, the way that I'm currently breaking that cycle is having accountability partners. And my biggest accountability partner is Leonard. And I'll tag him in this video when it's posted later. But he keeps me real. He keeps me raw. He keeps me grounded. And I know then that I can be honest with someone to get that balance so that I know how hard I should work and at what time I should stop and give myself a treat or a moment. So have an accountability partner to keep you grounded.
1: Are you saying you need to have like a time off?
2: Absolutely. And there's balance there. So I have a really strict calendar. And in my calendar, I even have to put in there home time. I have to put it in there because if there's a gap in my calendar, the entrepreneur in me will fill it with something because you're motivated, right? So I actually have to block me time. I have to block Netflix time. I have to block time with my cat. Whatever it is, that's your moment. I put it in my calendar. Otherwise, I will fill it with business and I definitely need balance. And that's something that Leonard inspired me to do.
0: Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss an episode by clicking the subscribe button now. This podcast is possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. So let's say in front of you,
1: there's a magic reset button. It is, what. what do you want to do with that magic button if you want to reset your business now?
2: If I was to reset business now and start from scratch, I definitely would have reached out for support and help much sooner. The assumption that I should do everything myself because it's cheaper or because I'm the only one that knows how to, that really held me back from growth. And I should have relied on people much earlier. And there are ways to do that on a budget. There are ways to bootstrap and do that in a lean startup model. Definitely. I wish I knew that sooner because I, I would have grown quicker many years ago.
1: Because of that is a lead to become a mentor advisor and business essay to help the startup.
2: Yes, absolutely. One of the first things I do now that I'm mentoring other startups is I ask where their support and accountability comes from and I show them what internship opportunities universities have. The students are craving experience. The startup is a lean startup usually. It's just a win-win.
1: So do you think the, the Adelaide, the South Australian government, have like a program for the startup um, to so of they can go into a proper business?
2: Yes, I think South Australian government is really supportive of small business more so than some of the other states. The larger states tend to have really small sections and they they tend to go into industry a lot more uh, across Sydney and Melbourne and there's segments and local government tends to be more supportive of uh, of small business but here the market is such a good size that even our state government can be a lot more supportive of the startup economy here we have a good startup economy here we have a good ecosystem in in the state and because of the smaller numbers in our population it also means that you can build such broad relationships it's much more likely that you'll build solid networks here than you would in other states with smaller clusters of people to meet so adelaide is well positioned the state is very supportive and every level of government in our state is uh, is well positioned to actually support from a financial standpoint as well. There's so many grants, there's such good networks to build. And if you're strategic about it, you'll grow from here much quicker than you would in another state.
1: How about the program for um, women's startup?
2: That tends to be on a, a, a probably a social level, there are organizations out there doing incredible things such as SA Women, uh, the Hen House Chooks, et cetera, who have done great things to support women who are going through challenges. There's also now government funding. Women in Entrepreneurship was a government funding round that's federal, actually, that's come out recently, that's going to start supporting more women in STEM and women in entrepreneurship. So there are more things coming out there, more supports in the marketplace. But even in the state, we see so many groups that are supportive of this. Uh, Incredibly standout women like uh, Wendy Perry, as well as Michelle Holland, They're such good connectors, they're powerhouse women, but they're such good connectors that if you build relationship with them and you ask for those network referrals, you're probably going to get them. So again, that comes back to the relationships we build in this state because of the benefit of our smaller population.
1: Yeah. So I I interviewed Moira from um, Chook essay a couple of months ago. So the question I have for her is, do you think they still have a gender gap?
2: Definitely. We see a gap uh, we see a gap in many ways not just in the equity of pay the equality of uh, job opportunities there's even on a subliminal level a subconscious level we, we do see challenges that we face in the opportunities and uh, grants for example I'm glad now that we've got this opportunity coming out with the, the women in entrepreneurship grant so that there's a balance and uh, some of the some of the challenges we face we've come a long way for sure. Society, government, and and business has come a really long way in closing that gap. But there is still challenges to overcome. And we're seeing that people are more receptive to that now, which is very helpful.
0: We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at com. So what do
1: you advise to the young women who is looking at getting um, into the business, what do you recommend to them?
2: I recommend women connect as soon as possible. I think there's more support out there than we are aware of when we initially start. So if you actually get some network started before you even formulate the idea or test your MPV, MVP or any of that sort of stuff, before you've even uh, made your business plan, if you actually build some connections you'll find yourself getting much more support than I was even aware of. There are so many groups, networking groups, uh, meetup groups, and there are women who are powerhouses in this state who will make time for you. And some of it won't even cost you. Like I mentioned earlier with people like Wendy Perry, they've accessed a huge amount of funding to offer services to people at no cost to us. So if we're aware of it and we can tap into it, we genuinely benefit our businesses grow and our impact for our business is going to be much larger than if we tried to do it alone so before you start anything girls especially young girls before you start anything meet people build a network ask questions adelaide is more than happy to support you to make the right decision
1: so on the public speaking side how is the business during the pandemic so because of most of most of us are limited on travelling How is the business during this pandemic?
2: It was a challenging year to say the least. We relied heavily on events conferences is where we get most of our speakers that we're training so every conference this year cancelled and delayed but we've just started getting confirmations for next year which is exciting so TEDx UniSA is our next one coming up in March and we've got all of those TEDx speakers lined up for training so we're getting some traction and waiting for next year. This year however we spent our time changing the way we work so that it was ready for online delivery. We did some workshops via Zoom, which was great, but we're actually pre-recording a fair few. So we're starting e-learning and that will give everybody an opportunity. It's good for for growth and reach that will give everyone an opportunity to start training online, watch some videos, download the files and actually go through the rest themselves. For the specialized training, they'll come to us in person and we'll still deliver that later so there's an opportunity for growth there and it's been a good year to find that out it wasn't necessarily something i was ready for so quickly so we had to switch pretty quick but we're just about to go online with online training and that's an exciting phase forward
1: so how did you adapt so because this one doesn't anyone um doesn't um know that that's going to be a pandemic this year how did you how did your business adapt to this aside from the online um, learning now? Most of them are doing online learning?
2: Well, after an initial time where I got a whiteboard and started thinking of ideas, I was trying to find how I could diversify because I was offering group workshops public speaking training and it was pretty niche so i i kind of innovated a little bit in that side in that side of things where i wanted to do something a little bit different so instantly i went back to the unis and i offered more internships so straight away we took more students on board we now have a fair few interns so that we could do things a bit differently and start new service offerings so apart from the online training through live zoom workshops as well as the pre-recorded online school that we've just launched The next thing that we started doing was offering more of the event support and event emceeing, not for this year, but preparing for next year. Knowing that events will come back, I was laying the groundwork to have new service offerings also in the space of weddings, which will always go ahead as this year has shown. So that event emceeing was something we could start offering. It's also an opportunity for scale because I can train others to deliver that kind of work and it's more meaningful work as well. The other thing is I found myself with an availability of time to pivot into the NDIS space. So now I'm delivering confidence training, which is still speaking-related communication skills for people on NDIS. And people with that funding are able to access some really good training that was usually for a corporate client, but it's actually really applicable to everyone. So we've been doing some NDIS work. Uh, It was a very quick switch, and that happened straight away. We've been uh, going online for workshops, pre-recording, starting a new service offering for event support, and there's an opportunity now that we've got the time. I found myself giving back a lot more, hence working with Kit International, giving a day a week to be able to support charities who are going to do great work.
1: So you're saying every business needs to be adaptable on this scenario?
2: Absolutely. I wasn't ready to switch as quickly. And I think the learning there was rather than giving up because it's too hard, is finding ways to evolve quicker. The, the evolution was necessary. And I guess in the back of my mind, I always knew I'd go online. I just didn't realize it would be so quick. So with that adaptability comes certain sacrifices that you're willing to make. For example, I didn't have a studio. I didn't have studio lighting. I didn't have fancy cameras or microphones or anything like that. But we started somewhere. And I was willing to start recording with what we had, knowing that I could always re-record in future and evolve it. So be willing to try something new. Be willing to take a risk rather than going, oh, it's too hard and shutting the business completely because it's a lost opportunity.
0: This podcast is brought to you by Ospad Syndicate powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with a mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcast. That's fantastic. So the last question I
1: have is just, do you have any final advice, anything else you want to share with our our business owners or entrepreneurs who may be considering starting Their own business or expand their business?
2: Uh, Yes. Some tips that I'd like to share with people is like I said, your network is your net worth. And so learning that you're not in this alone. So many people make the mistake of starting a business looking solely at their own abilities, their own skill set, and keeping it small. So I think leveraging networks, you'll find how many people are willing to support you and how many people are actually going to help you grow. So network, 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 network is your number one. That's how I grew my business to start with. I networked at least three times a week uh, for the first year so I could build a solid base of people to grow with. After that, passion, Passion is key. And for some reason, we let ourselves lose our passion if we get stressed, if we get overwhelmed. And so getting back to that core passion will actually sell what you do 10 times better than any card, flyer, website, or video. You actually getting out there and speaking to people about why you're passionate about what you do will work 10 times better than any marketing effort ever. So if you're passionate, never lose that. And lastly, as I've been learning lately myself, it's balance Work-life balance keeps you sane, keeps you grounded. It means that you don't lose sight of what's important to you, whether it be your family, your holidays, or life experiences. Keeping that balance will actually give you longevity in the business.
1: Thank you so much for that, Sanya. And thank you for your time for, for the Tribe podcast. Hopefully, our listener audience and whoever view this will get sound out of it. And thank you so much. So if you have any other parting words to our audience. Thank you so
2: much. All right. If you're in Adelaide or anywhere else in the world watching this, just remember that what you offer is unique. Somebody needs it. And you have something to offer. So many people actually doubt themselves. And we can be our own stumbling block. So don't let yourself succumb to self-limiting belief. You've got something incredible inside you. Find it share it, keep passionate. Good luck.
1: Thank you so much. So if you want to have connect or want to have a chat with our guests for today, you can go to the Facebook, Facebook page of uh, Talent Academy AUS or find Sanya on LinkedIn and happy to connect to you.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the day. And this is another episode of The Tribe Podcast. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time for another episode of Tribe Podcast under Osport Syndicate. Thank you to our sponsor, Kangaroo Firm Media Lab, a podcast management service. You can check them at www.kangaroofirm.com and also, if you want to join our community, so follow us on the Facebook at Rebound Australia. Thank you. Or check our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening. Make sure to visit our website at www.ospodsyndicate.com.au where you can subscribe to the show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in this show, Rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. You can also join the conversation with Ospod Syndicate on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Please consider on making a donation to help us keep making the podcast you love. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us. We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise@guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com. At